Hello, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Talk Podcast. Uh, We have some big news to discuss. The Cubs have made a big splash in the Japanese free agent market with their new uh, new signing of outfielder Seiya Suzuki from Japan. He is signing a five-year, $85 million contract. This is the highest number for a Japanese position player coming over to the major league. So we know in years past, Japan has produced many outstanding players. Uh, from way back, you gotta go know to Ichiro Suzuki. Then you got guys like Yu Darvish, Masahiro Tanaka, and then most recently Shohei Otani. Uh, there's been a lot of outstanding talent produced, uh, but Seiya uh, Suzuka Suzuki. Uh, just has all the skills to be a star in the MLB. His power is absolutely insane in 2021. Uh, he hit 38 home runs as well as 81 RBIs. He has a great ability to see the ball, and he also is amazing at driving in runs. Uh, there's also some talk about his defense. He has very good speed. Um, you know, he's able to get he's able to track balls very well in right field, uh, which were which is where I think most people are guessing he's going to play with the Cubs. Uh, he's also a very good base runner, so he has all. The, he has all the skills to become a very effective and very good MLB player. Uh, this is a very exciting move for the Cubs, especially since there were so many teams involved in the potential signing for him. You know, we saw guys like Yu Darvish in San Diego. Um, trying to bring him over to the Padres. We saw uh, some other guys like Shohei Otani trying to bring him into the Angels. So it's a, you know, he he had a lot of teams calling for him, you know, calling to try and bring him in. And he signed with the Cubs, which is a huge, uh, you know, huge accomplishment for this, for this uh, Cubs franchise for them to go out and get a player of his caliber. And I think he'll do very well. There is some risk because there has been a very big issue with Japan and foreign leagues producing hitters. They've produced incredible pitchers. We've seen uh, Shohei Otani when he's on the mound, very good pitcher, Tanaka, uh, Darvish, and there's a whole lot of other guys. But they've really struggled to produce hitters. In particular, you know, uh, Yoshi Tustugo, who signed with the Rays a couple years ago, uh, he's really struggled. I think he's now on his third team in his career in the MLB, and he's only been in the league two years now. Um, then you know have uh, have know a lot of other guys who I'm probably forgetting, but there's you no know, there's been an issue with them producing solid hitters. But I feel like for the most part, uh, Suzuki has the best skill set of any one of those those hitters who have come up in recent years. So any of those those prospects from Japan, I feel like he is going to be a huge part of this Cubs core this season. I think this is going to sort of turn the turn the corner for this uh, Cubs team as they're now going to look to bring in some more big free agent move or bring big free agent signings. We did see today, unfortunately last night, pretty late, the Cubs did lose out on Anthony Rizzo, signed with the Yankees on a two-year deal. Uh, apparently, from what it's being said, the Cubs actually offered a lot more around an $80 million deal, which he declined. So, interesting there maybe he wants to spend his final seasons with a team who he thinks will compete at at um i guess a really competitive level like the yankees a team that's not afraid to go out and spend big money um it's no it's a it's a move that sucks i think there's a lot of cubs fans who would have loved to see rizzo back with the cubs but now you got frank schwindel at first base who can you know 
who can you know kind of fill that fill that uh, void for you when uh, when Rizzo's gone. But uh, there's some other Cubs news we have to talk about. Stephen Brault uh, is signing a deal to join the Cubs. Uh, Brault has struggled in the past. He really only had his best season in 2020, where he had a 338 ERA in 10 starts. 2021, he ended up getting hurt, only had seven starts, had a 5.86 ERA, ended up having a lat strain, which kept him out for most of the year. So Brault is a very, I think he's a very kind of prove it guy. He's not a guy you're going to bring in on a long-term deal. Uh, he's a one-year wonder guy who has really struggled in the past. So I think if you know, the Cubs are able to turn him into a solid a solid starter, then I think he would be a great option for them. And then if he's not able to you know, become that, it's pretty easy to get him out of there and just DFA him. So I like this move for the Cubs as well. Uh, now let's turn to the White Sox who have been throwing their hats into the ring for the uh, Frankie Montas slash Sean Manaya race. Uh, and there's some interesting trade packages that I feel like I want to uh, go over in, in uh, this episode. So the first one would be for Frankie Montas. Uh, it would be to give up Jake Berger, Jared Kelly, and uh, Norge Nore Vera. Uh, so Vera, who was just signed by the Sox in February, actually his father, Luis Vera, uh, is a decorated uh, international pitcher who has two gold medals in Olympic appearances. Uh, he's only 21 years old, who was considered one of the top pitchers in that 2020 to 2021 class. Uh, you know, has a very, you know, has a very interesting, interesting set of, uh, you no know, set of pitches. Great fastball. Uh, his movement on some of his pitches are very nice. His slider is very polished. Uh, you know, he'd be a very nice major league pitcher. Give him some more time uh, in the minors. Then we obviously know Jake Berger is very MLB ready. We saw him play very well with the Sox when he got called up for those those you no know, one and a half weeks that he was with them. Uh, we know he's he's a uh, MLB ready player. It's just the infield for the Sox is so crowded that he does, he's not going to really get a chance. And being a former first round pick, I feel like he still has a lot of upside that you can uh, know you can depend on. And then uh, Jared Kelly is a twenty is a twenty year old right hander who is a very very fast. Uh, very very fast guy. Uh, he struck out. He, you know, he strikes out a lot of batters. Uh, only surrendered one hit in spring training of uh, 2020, which was really impressive. Uh, but still, right now uh, he's you no know, very quick thrower. Knows you no know, knows how to get the ball over the plate. I think he'd be a great option as well if you were to give him some more time in the minors. Uh, then the next trade would be for Sean Manaya, and in that trade, you would give up Andrew Dahlquist and Jake Berger. We obviously already talked about Berger, and then Dahlquist um, currently is a uh, currently is a 21 year old right hander who is a uh, you know, a good pitcher. You know he has a solid velocity. Uh, he had a 4.99 ERA in 2020 in the minors and 83 innings, uh, but he also only allowed one home run and struck out 79 hitters. So uh, you know he shouldn't should be you know a guy who if you can you know you can work with him more. Uh, I think he'd be a great you know a great addition for the for the uh, athletics prospect pool there, but. As you know, we start hearing a lot more about the athletics looking to completely rebuild. Today, we saw them trade away Chapman. Uh, we saw them trade away Matt Olson as well. They're going to to look to get some nice prospects in return. I feel like the Sox have those guys without also having to surrender the futures of guys like Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn. Uh, now let's turn to the Sox and talk about Jermaine Mercedes. We heard some more about Mercedes and Tony LaRusso. We did hear that they talked recently, that they are on good terms, which is a good thing to see. Uh, but they also talked about an interesting thing that I want to talk about, which is uh, the the uh, chance that Jermaine could get a chance in left field, which is 
something I think a lot of Sox fans know would probably work out horribly. We already have our own our own defensive liability in left field and Eloy Jimenez who can't stay healthy. You don't really want to put another one out there. And Eloy at least can hit. Your mean Mercedes has already proven that he can no longer hit at the MLB level. And maybe that's just because... Um, no, maybe maybe something else happened in that season, but it was pretty obvious a lot of pitchers were learning that he simply could not hit off-speed stuff, and if you threw him off-speed, you were going to get him every time, so he very quickly fizzled out, so it's, it's not going to be a move that I think is going to happen. But I think it's an interesting thing to uh, to talk about. I think it's an interesting topic. Um, now let's turn to the Blackhawks, who were defeated by the Bruins last night 2-1. to one. Not really going to get into it too much. Uh, we saw them lose in overtime on a goal from Matt Grizzlick. But Marc-Andre Fleury, 46 saves on 48 shots. What a game from him. Uh, he definitely played played one of his best games of the season. What a night from him. We also saw Linus Allmark play a pretty nice game for the Bruins. He had 19 saves on 20 shots. Uh, didn't face a lot of shots, but you know, had a lot of big saves as well. Hawks had a lot of opportunities to get a goal in, and they, uh, they just simply couldn't beat him. But uh, still... Really nice game for Mark Andre Fleury. Hawks will be in their will be uh, in action next against the Minnesota Wild on Saturday at one o'clock. They will be in Minnesota for that game. Now let's turn to the Bulls. We'll be taking on the Jazz tonight at eight o'clock. Jazz come into it forty-two and twenty-six. Bulls come into it twenty-one or uh, forty-one and twenty-seven. Jazz come into this one uh, losing their last outing to the Bucks, one seventeen to one eleven. Uh, but we have seen them win some pretty uh, some pretty good games these last couple weeks. Saw them uh, defeat the uh, defeat the Sacramento Kings, a team the Bulls just lost to recently. Also saw them beat the Suns. So uh, they're a team that you no know, has been playing some really good basketball this year. Uh, they also have one of the best interior defenders as well as interior rebounders in Rudy Gobert down low which is going to be a very um interesting matchup between him and Nikola Vucevic um I guess Bulls probably gonna lose this game because this is a game that I just don't feel like they're gonna they're gonna win Jazz are a good defensive team they're also a very strong offensive team they're you know averaging uh top five most points in the NBA this season so this is going to be a very interesting game that I think it's all going to depend on how the Bulls are able to stop Rudy Gobert down low. And if they're not going to stop Rudy Gobert, Jazz is going to get tons of second chance opportunities and it's just going to go badly for the Bulls. Uh, but now let's turn to some uh, some other news for the Bears. We have learned that the Bears have lost defensive lineman Belial Nichols to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, he's signing a two-year deal that is that uh, that includes a nine million dollar guarantee uh nichols started uh 15 games last season he played in all 17 uh had no an okay season wasn't really as productive uh, productive as i think a lot of bears fans wanted him to be sort of got overshadowed at times uh but at the same time uh no could play a nice role with uh with oakland over there and also in some special team stuff with chicago could definitely see him going over there and playing some more special team stuff but uh for right now uh bears no lost out on on nickels it's just thinning down their defensive line at this point uh and then there was some other news the bears did in fact uh make a move they signed lucas patrick the former green bay packer uh to the interior offensive line uh and patrick is basically the 
the primary example of what Ryan Poles would like his offensive lineman to look like. He's very tough, willing to go in there, stick up for his quarterback, very versatile. Uh, I don't has struggled in run blocking. He, he is a great fighter, but certainly, uh, no physicality is going to be something that he has struggled with, especially in the run game. So, um, I guess right now, Patrick is you no know, still very much a project guy, sort of on a prove it deal right now. Uh, but I think you know one man's trash could become another man's treasure in Chicago, and I feel like he's going to fit the type of uh, the type of style we'd love to see the Bears pick up on their offensive line this season. So I think he should do well here in Chicago. Uh, they also made another move signing Nicholas Morrow from the Oakland Raiders as a uh, linebacker. Morrow had a very strong 2020 season. He ever, however, uh, did miss all of last season with an ankle injury. So uh, in the 14 games he played in 2020, he had 62 solo tackles and three sacks, which was a career, which was a uh, career best. So hopefully he's able to reach that new level uh, when he comes around to Chicago. So uh, very interesting stuff here for the Bears. Very Mitch very mixed bag so far this free agency i like it uh but at the same time i don't really like it so um i guess we'll uh know we'll keep seeing what's going to happen these upcoming days with the bears but that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast thank you guys for tuning in and i'll see you guys tomorrow